Girlfriends, episode number 214, Six Tips for Parenting Your Children Through COVID-19. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking about parenting kids of all ages through COVID-19. That's what everyone's talking about. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? I hope that you are doing well, that you are healthy, and that you are at peace during this time of change and transition in the face of COVID-19 and all the ways that that's affecting all of us, all the way down to our very personal home lives, the structure and the routines that go on in our own homes and families. So that's what I wanted us to talk about here today. Usually I record the podcast a week ahead of time and I had a different episode that was all set to go for this week, but I'm going to jump in here and record this one today on Tuesday, March 17th, the day that it releases. Uh, because I want to share with you and offer you support in real time for what's really going on currently and in your current state, in your home, in your family, the different kinds of changes that all of us are facing as a result of this scare with the COVID-19 virus. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the ways in which your structure is probably changing. I know for me personally, um, you know, everyone's work has changed. Well, not everybody's, but a lot of people's work has changed. So for me, um, the office that I occasionally go into that's located in Massachusetts is closed and everyone is working from home. So I generally work from home, so that's not a big adjustment for me, but the ways in which I'm communicating with people are, are shifting and changing there, but that's very manageable. Um, my husband, Dan, as some of you know, has a small business. He owns an escape room business here in New Hampshire, and he's decided for at least the next two weeks, he's going to be closed um, just to do our part in the community to be not engaging with other people, not encouraging gatherings of groups of people. So that's a difficult decision to make for sure for uh, a small business. And but we're, we're also very aware that it's the right thing to do and that many other businesses are facing similar circumstances and perhaps even more dire circumstances and that there's a lot of people who are going to suffer economically as a result of these changes in work. And maybe that's you. Um, maybe you're facing financial anxieties as well as a lot of these other kinds of worries that are associated with the virus. And then perhaps you're also trying to work from home. Uh, I've already mentioned that I always work from home, so that's not a big adjustment for me, but it is it is still an adjustment to be working with other people who are working from home. To have Dan here every day, all day, to have my big kids home from high school who usually go to school. Our two youngest kids are homeschooled, so that's not a big adjustment for them, but it does change the family routine when the older kids are here. So I'm sure you were dealing with some of those changes and um, some bigger changes than that as well. Uh, for me personally, all of my travel, all of my speech, speaking and uh, different events have all been postponed or canceled, rescheduled to late summer, early fall. Um, so that's a change in schedule as well. I'm going to be around here more, uh, but it's also a financial hit. So these are things that I am sure that many of you are facing and dealing with in your own home. And I want to talk a little bit about how we can be good parents to our kids through those kinds of challenges, all those different kinds of challenges, some of which you may be facing in a much greater degree um, and in different ways in your work, in 
in your home and your structure and your family and your kids' schooling. So let's talk about how we can be good parents in the face of all of these different changes. So I just wanted to share six tips for parenting your children through COVID-19. And you know what? This is about parenting, but at the same time, it applies for all of us, really. These things that I'm going to share, they're good ways to kind of parent yourself through this because how many of us are, are dealing with anxiety? I know I'm in a good place right now. I'm feeling comfortable and um, trusting that all is going to be well. But I've had my moments over the past week where, you know, suddenly you'll receive news of something that you hadn't expected or, you know, all of a sudden you'll you'll be anxious about something or worried about something or you'll receive some some news that you didn't expect. And all of a sudden you, you feel this surge of anxiety. I know I've talked with friends who've experienced that. And for sure, I have on and off through the week. And I'm sure there's more of that to come. And if you're in a place where you are struggling with that that kind of worry and anxiety, I want you to know that you are not alone in that. And um, to reach out to people, reach out to other people in your life and, and talk about that. Talk about what's worrying you. Talk about what you're afraid of. You know, share with your husband what's going on in your heart, what things you're, what burdens you're, you're carrying there. So I'm going to share these six different tips for, for parenting, but truly they apply to all of us because we're all feeling vulnerable. We're all in need of guidance and support in these days and weeks that lie ahead. And we're all facing an unknown. We're all facing an unknown future. And that's a very uncomfortable thing. So how do we get our kids through that? And how do we get ourselves through that? So let's talk about that today. Um, The first one um, that I want to talk about is specifically with regard to parenting is to be careful how you are speaking and acting and reacting when your kids are around, especially. And this applies to young kids, especially because sometimes we forget, right? Especially when kids are very young, we forget and we have grown up conversations in front of them or we're emotional in front of them and we aren't thinking that they're taking it all in and perhaps you're causing them worry and anxiety. Now, I'm not saying you need to hide everything from them because of course that would be impossible. Life is changing, right? And things are going on and you're going to have conversations about it. But um, I think sometimes we need this reminder to not necessarily be hiding how you're feeling, but being careful about when you are expressing worry or anxiety and being aware of the ways in which that might be affecting, especially very young children, but children of all ages can be sensitive to that. So being aware of that, what conversations are they picking up on? Even if they're just in the next room, what are they hearing you say? Being aware of that is really important. And older kids too can really suffer from anxiety just if they hear you suffering from it. If they hear you, if they hear tension between you and your spouse, if they hear your worries about about health or what, what's to come or about finances. Um, and again, I'm not saying that you have to shut all of these feelings up inside and pretend they're not going on. But it's important to be aware of how you're speaking and um, reacting in front of your children. But then Make sure you're having conversations with your children. Uh, Sometimes you can fall into the habit, especially when you're in crisis mode. I know I have done this before, where you're not communicating directly with the kids, right? You might be communicating with other people in front of them, and that's how they're getting their information. But make sure you're taking the time to sit your kids down and find out if they have questions. what What are they concerned about? What are they worried about? What do they want to know? And even if they have questions that you can't answer, like what's going to happen? Well, you know, at least allow them to ask that and let them know that you don't know and that, you, you know, the ways in which you're, you're working on, on making a plan, but also trusting in God through that. It's a wonderful teaching opportunity for your kids, for them to see you 
go through something difficult and engage with your your husband in um, ways that are constructive and helpful and supportive of one another. These are great opportunities to be that example to your kids, to be a living, breathing example of how we're meant to respond inside of a crisis situation. That we're, And let them see you turning to God and talk with them about, even if you're struggling with it, about the ways in which you're, you're struggling to trust in God, but that you're turning to prayer and um, trusting that God's going to provide for all of you and get you through this, this time of transition. So be careful how you're speaking in front of them, but then make sure you are speaking directly to them as well about this and finding out if they have questions, you know, making sure that they know that you are ready and willing to answer their questions. Don't make it like so that people are kind of tiptoeing around difficult subjects or they don't want to talk about what's going on when so much is changing. What a, what a terrible stressor that can be in a young child's life if everything's changing around them, but at the same time, they're feeling like they can't ask questions about it, right? So make sure that you're being open to their questions, their concerns, and their worries as well. But, you know, at the same time, not making it all you talk about. So this is your task, okay? To be open to having these conversations, to invite their questions, but then not to be hyper-focused on it on it in a way that's inappropriately going to be adding to their worries or their anxiety or your own, okay? So being aware of that. All right, the, the second thing I want to talk about is having structure in your days. You know, there's so many funny memes going around if you're on social media at all. You know, people, and this is very appropriate, right? I, I think it, it's great that people are looking to find the humor in a difficult situation. But, um, you know, about having the kids home all day, that's a significant change for people who are used to having their kids at school all day, especially if you have younger kids or especially if you're trying to work from home or you have a spouse who's trying to work from home in the mix of it all. You know, I've been thinking about people who have multiple school age kids who possibly work from home and thinking about that transition just do you even have the number of computers you need to be able to do that? Does your Wi-Fi have enough bandwidth for all those people to be communicating on the internet all day long. Um, there's a lot of those kinds of just very structural things to figure out. There's the stresses of that. Um, but I want to encourage you to have some structure in your days. So that's what this number two tip is. Have structure in your days because that's the thing. All of your structure has been thrown out the window. If nobody's going to school and going to work, a lot of your structure, I know, is based around that, getting everybody out the door on time. And when you come home, you do this and that. And all of these things are structured for you in the face of no structure all of a sudden. Um, make sure that you're inserting some structure. Now, it doesn't have to be a super hyper-organized kind of calendar that you're keeping. Some people might love to be able to do that, right? If, if you're that person, go for it. Write out every hour by hour what you're going to be doing throughout your day. But as you're doing that, please be aware that it's not going to work out perfectly that way. Take it from somebody who has homeschooled for many years that it's not all going to work out that way. And um, that's okay. <laughs> you can't, you, making plans is great, but be open to the idea that you're going to be interrupted and there are going to be distractions and that's okay. That is, that is part of it. Make that part of what you have in mind for your plan. Okay. But so if you don't want to be so hyper-structured, if that isn't your love language, then for sure you should still be inserting some structure in your days. And that can be as simple as making sure there's time each day 
for some essential things, right? Making sure everybody gets up at a certain time in the morning, getting dressed, getting yourself dressed and ready for the day. Um, you know, this is a big one for moms who stay at home. We often talk about the difference that it feels like if you put yourself together in the morning, you know, do your hair and makeup, take a shower, get dressed. And everybody needs that kind of structure. So make sure your kids are getting it too. If they're home from school, make sure they're getting up at a certain time, getting dressed, um, having breakfast, having those those kinds of structures. Meal times are a great way of kind of inserting structure. But then having time where you are focused on school, on work, whatever it is, um, have time where you are getting outside every day. Here in New Hampshire, it is snowing. Yep, you heard me right. It's snowing. And uh, so we're dealing with that. Uh, but you can still go outside. I don't care if it's snowing. I don't care if it's freezing. You can have time every day where you're getting outside, where you are lacking the structure of going outside of your home on a regular basis these days. It's more important than ever that you are getting outdoors. Get yourself some sunshine, some vitamin D, breathe some fresh air. And then the other part, you know, I'm going to say exercise. Now, I, this time of year, am so sick and tired of the treadmill and exercising and lifting weights indoors. I just want to do something outdoors, be in nature, and you can absolutely do that even if you have a blizzard going on outside your door right now, which I hope you don't. Ours is not a blizzard, but it's snowing pretty steadily. Look for ways that you can just get outside and spend some time outdoors. You don't have to be around other people because that is not recommended, but you can go for a hike in the woods you and your family together. That's a beautiful thing. You can go for a walk around your block and wave to your neighbors from a distance. That's a wonderful thing as well. Um, but make sure you have some of that structure in your everyday. Um, I shared on my Facebook page yesterday this link from a cloistered nun who is sharing ideas for um, being, you know, practicing social distancing and she was kind of tongue-in-cheek referring to the life of a cloistered nun as having practiced practiced social distancing for the last 15 years and she said I've got a few things to share with you and structure was one of the things that she was saying make sure you are taking the time to have structure in your days because we all know and I've experienced it here in New Hampshire when we have a snow day and everyone's home from work or whatever. It's great. It feels really good to have one day that's off schedule, right? And everyone's kind of lazing around doing Netflix or just cozying up with a good book or whatever, which is fine. And that's a fine once in a while, one day thing. But we all know how you feel when that's gone on too long and it's not a good feeling where you know, you, you've just been lazing around and haven't accomplished anything in your day and there's been no structure to it, no rhyme or reason to it. It doesn't feel good. We're really not wired for that. So make sure you are having some kind of structure in your day, one that makes sense for you and your family. And you might want to sit down with your kids and talk about what it might look like. Say, hey, I'm, I'm looking at maybe we'll spend these two hours in the morning where we're focused on quiet work, school work, um, you know, mom and dad have their work and that kind of thing. And then having a break for lunch or for outdoors, um, you know, ask them what they think the schedule should look like, what they would like for it to look like and make that plan together and then follow through with that structure. It's truly important. It's going to add so much to your own sense of well-being and your kids as well. All right, the third thing I want to encourage you to do as you're finding yourself quarantined, stuck in your home day after day, is look for an opportunity to learn something together as a family. For something for you to learn individually, but maybe your kids too individually, but then maybe something that you could learn together. And this could be something as simple as watching a documentary or reading a book aloud together. Um, but 
you can learn all kinds of things. I mean, YouTube is amazing. If you want to learn how to cook or how to play an instrument or any kind of technical skill, right? Look for things that you might like to learn together and then do it together. Um, so your kids, of course, the ones who are home from school are going to have some structure inside of their schoolwork. If you're already homeschooling, you're already accustomed to doing this kind of thing. But look at this as an opportunity to learn something different together, to change up how you learn together. And um, for those of you who find your kids home from school, once they're done with whatever the school is having them do each day, I promise you there's space left in your day. <laughs> I am very sure that the school and their work is not going to be filling eight hours of your kid's day. Um, and that's a good thing. That's an opportunity. That's a wonderful thing. Um, you might look for things that you never actually have the time to do, whether it's reading a nice novel out loud with your family together, you know, reading The Lord of the Rings or um, Narnia or something that you really enjoy, um, or working on making a special meal together, making a recipe that you never have time for. This is a great opportunity for you to do those things you never have time for. And learning is something that oftentimes we think about and we're attracted to whatever it is, learning a new skill. And we push it aside because I just don't have the time for that, right? Well, here's your opportunity. This is one of the gifts that your time of quarantine is offering to you and your family is the opportunity to learn something together. Now, I'm going to share a link in the show notes um, at ascensionpress.com. And if you want the show notes sent to your inbox every week, just text the word girlfriends three three to three three seven seven seven. Girlfriends to three three seven seven seven. You will get the show notes every week sent to your inbox. But one thing that I want to share with you is a link, which is um, to three hundred eighty Ivy League courses that you can take online for free. Yeah, I was really amazed to, to stumble upon this link on Twitter the other night where someone was sharing it. And it's really cool because it's a list of all these different courses that are available 100% for free online from Ivy League schools, Cornell, Columbia, Harvard, Brown, Dartmouth, Yale, Penn, Princeton, they're all here. So they there are courses in, um, I'll just list a few of them here, computer science, humanities, business, art and design, social sciences, engineering, math. So whatever it is you're interested in learning more about, you could do it together. Um, also, you might consider going on Khan Academy, which many parents are familiar with, but a wonderful resource for learning things um, at an age-appropriate level. Even very young children can use that website and you can be learning together. So be a part of your kid's schoolwork, whatever that looks like these days, but then look for ways to learn something that might excite you personally and um, or you together as a family, new skills that you can learn, even something very practical, like how to bake uh, some fancy, you know, cake recipe or how to play the banjo, you know, look for ways that you can learn something together because this truly is an opportunity. And the more you can see it as that, the more you're going to thrive during these days of quarantine. You're stuck in them whether you like it or not. So you might as well make the most of it, right? All right, the fourth thing that I want to mention is these days are an opportunity for you and your family to be praying together. So many times we struggle, right? We've done whole shows about making time for family prayer and the ways in which that's a real challenge for many of us to fit family prayer into our daily routines and figure out how to make family prayer happen on a regular basis. 
here is a great opportunity for you because you are all stuck at home. Everything's canceled. No more sports, no more after-school activities, no more book clubs, no more dance class, no more anything. So they're there and you have the time and you are fresh out of excuses. So make sure that when you are putting together that structure for your day that we talked about in number two, that you are making time for prayer in a new way, okay? If you're already doing family prayer time every evening, that's great and continue doing that, but maybe look to add to that. You could add to that time, maybe doing some scripture reading um, or adding scripture reading at a different time during your day, maybe beginning your day together as a family with prayer, praying the morning offering together, maybe saying the rosary if that's something you don't usually feel like you have the time to do. This is an opportunity to be praying together like this. And, and you know, I want to encourage you to, to look for ways to add prayer to your own routines. Even as you're setting up new structures and new routines, look for ways that you have the opportunity individually to be adding prayer to your days because that's only going to benefit your kids, right? And it can be as simple as so many people have shared online about saying a prayer, when you wash your hands, because, you know, they'll say like, pray that, you know, not pray, sing the happy birthday song twice so that you've washed your hands for long enough, right? Um, Well, it doesn't have to be that. You can pray a memorare, right? And, um, or pray an Our Father, a Hail Mary, and a Glory Be, and that then you'll have washed your hands, hands long enough. Great opportunity to be remembering to pray for people who are suffering from COVID-19, for people, um, for people to be protected from it, especially loved ones that you might be concerned about. Um, great opportunity to pray for people, caregivers, for those who are sick, people who are sick and immune compromised and especially vulnerable to COVID-19. You know, looking for ways that you can pray together as a family. You know, this is one way that you can be teaching your kids that inside of these moments where we're feeling uncertain, where we're worried about the future, we turn to God and we trust in God to provide for our every need, even as we are struggling. And so look for ways that you can insert more prayer into your days. Look for ways that you can answer some of your prayer excuses now with this gift of time that you've been given during these days of quarantine. All right, number five I want to mention is reach out to other people. So much of stress and anxiety is exacerbated when we are completely focused on ourselves. And some of your kids might be feeling that way. They might be completely focused on what's going on with them. And you can offer them an opportunity to reach out to other people. We've just mentioned prayer, and that's one way you can shift their focus and yours onto other people, people who might be more in need than you are. Um, But other ways, think of people in your community, in your neighborhood, in your family, who might be alone, who might be you know, suffering a lot of isolation as a result of this virus scare and look for ways to reach out to them. Now, that doesn't mean go visiting your neighbors because that is not advisable. What is advisable is to pick up the phone. And if you text with your neighbors, do that. Check on them. Um, or if you want to send a letter to somebody, you can do that. You can send them a note. You can send them a card in the mail. If you want to pick up the phone and make a phone call to your, your great aunt May, who you haven't spoken to in a very long time, but she lives alone, do that. 
and allow your kids to see you reaching out to other people, checking on other people, making sure people have access to essential items and food and medicine and other things that they need, asking other people how you might be able to be of service to them during this unusual time, especially people who live alone, especially older people in your life, looking for ways that you can be supportive of them. And this really is oftentimes the antidote to our own anxiety. Not that it magically makes it all go away, but so often action is the thing that we need to be doing, right? We're all looking for something to do. And I truly believe this is why everybody went out and bought toilet paper because it was something they could do. They were looking for what they could do. Um, You know, I remember some people on Twitter were just like, this was a week ago even, like wondering why is everybody buying all the soap, right? Like, didn't you already have soap? Like, weren't you already washing your hands? And of course, people already had soap. People already were washing their hands. But this is a normal, I think, psychological reaction to anxiety at times that we want to do something. And if, you know, being more clean and more focused on washing your hands is the thing we can do, well, then we're going to go out and we're going to stock up on soap and apparently toilet paper. I, I still don't quite get that one. But anyway, uh, to be sure that, you know, we're, we're all set to do the thing that we can do, right? Whether it's wiping down your whole home with Clorox wipes or buying up all the hand sanitizer or, or whatever it is. But doing something is oftentimes what we're looking for because it makes us to feel better about that feeling of helplessness that we have in the face of the unknown and the uncertain. And the weeks that lie ahead are very much all about the unknown and the uncertain. We don't know what they're going to look like. So people are naturally looking for something to do. And I'm sure you are too, but let's try to make it something positive. Um, You know, make it something positive that you and your kids can do together. Maybe you're going to sit down and and spend an hour in the afternoon just writing letters to people and letting them know how much you love them and miss them and care about them and are praying for them. What a very positive thing to be setting that example of reaching out to other people for your kids and allowing them that outlet, allowing them to feel empowered by the fact that they can make a difference in a positive way in the life of somebody who might be struggling themselves inside of this time of unprecedented challenge. Okay, now the last one, the last tip I want to share for ways to parent your kids well through COVID-19 is to focus on your marriage. Now, this sounds weird, right? Because I'm talking about parenting and then all of a sudden I'm talking about marriage, but your marriage truly is the foundation upon which your family is built. Your marriage, your healthy marriage is the thing that gives your children security and structure in their everyday lives. Think about that. It's a really powerful thing. It's the way that God intends the family to be made up, right? So it begins with our marriages and then the children come after that and our families grow, but they are built on the foundation of marriage, that foundational relationship between you and your husband. So I really want to encourage you to focus on that. Make sure you're not neglecting that. Um, Sometimes when we feel anxious, when there's a lot of stress going on, we we get focused on the kids and um, that's good. But let's not do that to the detriment of our marriages. So make sure that you and your husband are having time together, are spending time together. Make sure that you are being careful about not only making that time, but being aware that being together under the same roof, under 
anxious circumstances will probably cause some stress in your marriage and be proactive about taking that on. Also, give yourself that little pep talk (laughs) at the start of every day if you need to. Tell yourself, my kids are going to get on my nerves today. My husband is going to get on my nerves today. And, you know, bring that in prayer to to the Lord and ask him for the grace and strength you need to be a good wife and to be a good mother inside of those trying circumstances, in spite of those trying circumstances. Um, But really don't neglect that foundational relationship that your marriage is because it truly is a gift to your kids. It's meant to be a gift to your kids. It's meant to be a source of security during this time when there's not a lot of security to be found, right? There's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of unknown in um, these times of quarantine when we don't know what the next few weeks are going to look like. We don't know what the next few months are going to look like. People are concerned about health and well-being, and they're worried about their loved ones, um, worried about their own health. So give your kids that gift of a sound foundation in your home and family. And that begins with your relationship with your husband. So make sure that's not adding to their stress and anxiety, especially during these times that are um, especially challenging in inside of your home and inside of your family. So those are the six ideas that I wanted to share with you. To recap, first, be careful about how you're speaking and acting in front of your kids. Number two, have structure in your days. Number three, look for an opportunity to learn something together. Four, pray together. Five, reach out to others. And number six, focus on your marriage. But ultimately, what I hope you will do in the coming days and weeks and whatever lies ahead for you is look at these days as not only a challenge, not only something to drudge through, to get through, because I understand that. That's a normal response, right? It's very normal to look at this and say, oh my gosh, how will we ever do it? Or get to the end of that first day and think, how am I going to do this for however long into the indefinite future it's going to last, right? I get that. I understand that. But also, I want to encourage you to look at it as an opportunity because these are unprecedented times. This has never happened before. And so look for the gift, Look for the opportunity that this time offers to you and your family, to you and your kids, to you and your marriage. Look for the opportunity it gives you of time spent together, of time growing closer to one another, opportunities to do the things you never have the time to do, to go deeper, to sit in stillness and quiet, to slow down, to be focused on your relationships with one another without distraction without getting pulled away and pulled apart like our culture so often does in ways that are good, but also in ways that are detrimental. So look for the opportunities to not only face up to the challenge because it is a challenge, but also to enjoy what's been given to you. Look for the opportunity to make something good out of this time that you've been given, to grow closer to one another, to learn together with one another, to pray with one another, to play with one another, and ultimately you together as a family to grow closer to God through this unique challenge and opportunity that this unique time is presenting to you. If you have ideas for ways to handle these weeks of quarantine, if you want to share with me some of your parenting ideas or thoughts about your home and structure and the things that you might be struggling with these days, I would love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. 
I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I would love to connect with you in those places. Coming up, I'm going to be sharing some information about a special book club that I'm offering during the weeks of quarantine. So don't go anywhere. But first, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean. You're listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Wouldn't it be nice to have a Bible that actually explains how to navigate it and make sense of it? A Bible that includes a detailed plan for how to read it with a page layout that's designed for study and personal devotion? Now, for the first time ever, there is a Catholic Bible that does just that. A Bible that incorporates the same color-coded learning system that has proven so effective in the Great Adventure Studies. I have had the privilege of working with some of the most talented biblical scholars of our day, Mary Healy, Andrew Swafford, and Peter Williamson, to create the Great Adventure Catholic Bible. This Bible makes the complex simple as it guides you through the narrative woven throughout salvation history. The translation is the Revised Standard Version, Second Catholic Edition, an elegant, accurate, and modern Catholic translation. The Great Adventure Catholic Bible is perfect for your personal devotion and Bible study, or as a gift for friends and family. If you want to understand sacred scripture and be transformed by the Word of God, then this is the Bible for you. Pick up your copy at ascensionpress.com. Welcome back. Now, I wanted to share with you something that I'm doing that's a little bit different. Um, I was inspired thinking about these days of quarantine and the challenge that they are for us to remain connected with other people. And I thought, well, let's let's start a, a book club. So I'm going to be beginning a book club based on my book, my newest book that I've shared with you a bit about here on the Girlfriends Podcast. The book is called Giving Thanks and Letting Go, Reflections on the Gift of Motherhood. A few episodes back, I shared with you the first chapter of that book. The book is very much a series of reflections from my perspective, from my stage of motherhood, my age and stage right now in my family life, which is very different from when I was a mom of multiple young children. Now I'm talking about having older kids, um, kids who are in high school, college, and beyond, and the different challenge and also the different joy that this particular stage of motherhood offers to me. So I shared very personally and intimately about those kinds of changes and challenges in my book, Giving Thanks and Letting Go. But part of why I was sharing that in the first place was because I want us to have conversations about these things. I think it's important for women to get together and share about these things in ways that are real. And so this time of quarantine, I think, offers us an opportunity to connect about those things, begin those conversations. And so the way I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be structuring the book club on uh, based on my book, Giving Thanks and Letting Go going to be meeting on Facebook Live, my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Danielle Bean. I'm going to be there on Thursdays at 1 p.m. starting this Thursday, March 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to begin with chapter one. And I don't have a major structure for it. I'm just hoping we can chat about it. And I would be glad to take people's questions. I would love to have your input, your comments, your thoughts, what the book made you think about, what things you're reflecting on um, with regard to each of the themes that we're going to talk about. I'm not making promises to go through the entire book. (laughs) I'm hoping the quarantine won't last that long, but maybe it will. And we will go through the entire book. And um, I'm open to that. So for sure, um, I'm, I'm ready to connect with you. I would love to be able to connect with you through that book club that I'm offering 
Thursdays on Facebook. So Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, if you want to just tune in to my Facebook page, I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook. And if you haven't read the book, here's your chance because Ave Maria just shared with me a coupon code. Here is your chance to get the book at discount. You can get 20% off if you order from AveMariaPress.com and at checkout use the code BEAN20. That way you'll get 20% off your order. So if you don't already have the book, here's a chance to get the book at discount. Um, If you do have the book, here's your chance to get the book at discount to give as a gift to a friend and have her join you in the book club. Even if you're not going to get it in time for Thursday, join us anyway and join the conversation and then you'll be ready to go by the following week. So again, that's Thursdays at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. And I will post the videos on my Facebook page. So even if you're not able to join us live, I'd love it if you're able to watch and listen and participate afterwards, you know, outside of the live um, broadcast. That would be a great way for you to participate, even if you're not available at that time. But I'm really hopeful we can get together some people to really talk about these things that matter. And, you know, I knew I wanted to do some kind of interaction based around the book and Well, the quarantine offered me the time and the opportunity to do it. So let's dive in. Let's do that. And now normally at the end of each show, I tell you where I'm going to be and where we can meet up in person. Well, that's not going to happen because we here at Girlfriends are supporters of social distancing and all of my events have been postponed. So I'm not going to be meeting you in person. So the book club is a great way for us to be meeting online and connecting outside of the podcast, but also just the Facebook group for Girlfriends, which I haven't mentioned in a little bit here. But if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash Girlfriends podcast, that link is in the show notes at ascensionpress.com in case you can't remember it all. Um, and just request to join. I will let you in. And we have this awesome group of awesome women. And um, it's a private group. So you can feel comfortable sharing um, even personal things that are going on with you, questions that you might have, struggles that you might be facing inside of your home, your family life, and your faith life. People have been very kind and supportive, and I've really been impressed with the kinds of conversations that we've had at Girlfriends. So I'm inviting you personally to take part in that, to be a part of our community that's growing on Facebook. So if you're interested in doing that, you can join us, facebook.com slash girlfriends podcast. If you can't remember that link, remember it's in the show notes. If you can't click over to the show notes right now because you're in the middle of doing something, I totally get it. But know that you can always text the word girlfriends to 33777 and you will get those show notes sent to your inbox every week. And then you'll never have to worry about it. When I'm mentioning these links, you'll say, oh, I'm going to have that in my email don't need to worry about it. So great way to do that. Unfortunately, that's only for U.S. residents to be able to text girlfriends to 33777. But if you're outside the U.S. and you want to be added to the email list, we can do that manually. So just send me an email and I'll be glad to add you to the list. I want to thank you for being part of today's show. You showing up is so encouraging to me. I feel connected to you. And I want you to know that I am praying for you. I am praying for everyone who listens to the Girlfriends podcast. I pray before I record the podcast for everyone who will listen to it. So you already have been prayed for, but I'm going to be continuing to pray for you in the coming weeks because they are uniquely challenging and we're facing things that we don't even know. And that's a very unnerving, unsettling thing. And so I'm going to be praying for your peace in the midst of the unknown. And I'm going to be praying for your health 
and your family's health and um, for the peace and health of our community at large. I hope you will join me in that prayer. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.